0: Hey guys, before we get started, I gotta give a huge shout out to Josh Stringer, the photographer. This guy, buddy of mine, work with him on set. He's our stills photographer for the show. I was hanging out with him this weekend. He's like, hey, you want to take some pictures just for funsies? I was like, hell yeah. And man, he made me look handsome as fuck. You can see some pictures. And you're an ugly
1: fucking kid, so <laughs> it, it, you can tell. <laughs> Those pictures look nice, so you know he did a good well, job. When we say
0: handsome boy, we're being sarcastic. We're just like, we're talking lying.
1: mostly about me. Dude. Uh, well,
0: not anymore, dude. Because people are gonna be like, "Damn, that McLean, he's the handsome boy of the group." Obviously, I was rocking this man bun. I had like a cool suit on, looking awesome. And then we did some uh, Freddy pictures because I do a, a pretty mean Freddy cosplay. As you can see behind me, if you're watching, Freddy got fingered. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, then I did a performance. I performed with my harmonica at uh, with the with the Rocking Dead. We did a concert. Um, it was the snowblind premiere, and uh, I, I rocked some harmonica with that. It was really fun. Can you
1: man. please, without using the actual harmonica, can you please do an impression of what that was like? squiddly doo. If you're not watching the YouTube, you should turn it on right now because he's he's using his hands here. Also, raise your hand if you ever thought our harmonica made a squiddly doo noise. If that's how you would have done. A harmonica noise. That's
0: how
1: it sounds. So my son loves to watch videos of himself. And there's times where, like, when you're in the doctor's waiting room or something, and he's being a total asshole. I whip that out and show him videos and it chills him out. One of my favorite videos of his, and now one of his favorite videos of his is Rumi Visited Kent, my son, when he was a baby baby like a baby baby, months old. And Rumi was jamming on the harmonica while my son had a harmonica in his mouth. And we were doing, like, Rumi was squiddly-doo, squiddly-squiddly-doo. And then we were just moving the harmonica in my kid's mouth as he went, uh. <laughs> 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 And it, like, it's a funny-ass video of this kid who doesn't even look like he's playing the harmonica, but he's trying. Cracks my ass up.
0: Having a good time. Yeah, I I, I play a pretty good harmonica.
1: I <laughs> play okay, great harmonica.
0: Squiddly, do 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 Hell yeah, well, buddy.
1: I have a very important shout out to give, and yeah, that's it. to nobody who owns a comic book store in Rhode Island because fucking every goddamn comic book store in New England was closed the last fucking month. Dude, no joke. So I just got back from vacation with um, my wife's family in Rhode Island, and it was, yeah, <laughs> we doing vacation in quotes. It was a rough trip. Um, but like no joke. Every time I tried to go to a comic book store, it was closed to the point where there were three comic book stores in a row in a three day period that were closed. Two of them were closed like, oh, we're just randomly closed Monday and you chose to come here on a Monday. And luckily, I called in shit in advance. One of them, and it was always like, "We're oh, going to be see, driving." I
0: was going to ask, did you print out MapQuest and walk over there <laughs> with your fanny pack? And no, your- I
1: called first because I like with COVID and everything, comic book yeah. stores are a small enough business that they might be closed, closed. Yeah, but like I looked online, it said open, whatever, and I'd call them. Nope. Closed. One place was closed forever. They, or they, they changed locations to a much further away place. Another one was just closed on Mondays and that was it. Then they're like, we went to New Hampshire for a weekend. And then we went in it to a different town in New Hampshire. And there was a comic book store that I had gone to last time I was there. That's out of business now. Then the next day we came back to Rhode Island. And as we were driving through a place, there was this huge, awesome, cool looking comic book store. I called them. They're closed. I looked online they're normally not closed that day. They're normally closed the day before it, but emergency happened and they closed that day. And it was just, I know that sounds like super, super small problems. I had bigger problems. Like, uh, I got stitches the night before I left in my foot. Oh my so, God. me.
0: Falling apart. It, just,
1: it was fucking... But like, when all happened. you
0: want is to go to a comic book shop because it will ease some of the pain. Yes.
1: I went to two stores and both times I was there for like 45 minutes and it was like, ah. even if I don't buy anything, just looking around, looking at shit. Being, Ruby, like, this You know is what you der- need
0: to do? You need to
1: write a Yelp review. That'll make you feel like, <laughs>
0: I went to the comic book shop and they were closed on Monday. How now, dare these to... people
1: who own their own businesses and do their own work were not ready to provide me with their services when I wanted them.
0: <laughs> During a
1: global if pandemic. Yeah, if I could give it zero stars, I would. <laughs>
0: But I would um, give them one star for having a clever title in their name and calling themselves the comic book shop. <laughs> and I thought it was funny, and they had Spider-Man in the window, so that still made me kind of happy. So At least one I saw star. the
1: sign. <laughs> yeah, the, si- the review is for the sign. <laughs> uh,
0: well, let's get started with the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero we have
0: a <laughs> all right welcome to lunchpad podcast I'm Aaron I'm Matt Matt uh I've had like a little bit of a uh a me and me and rufio just hanging out this week kate was visiting uh, her parents with the baby so i've been just chilling with rufio watching some movies
1: jealous as fuck and i know you've been super busy at work and it's not been a vacation but oh my god to just have 14 minutes in a row consecutive minutes of dude the quietest most relaxing time i had in the last month was waiting on the curb at the urgent care for the sur- for the for the foot surgery guy to stitch me up. That was the quietest time. I was like, "This sucks," and I'm stressed. And I was like, "But it's quiet. No one's <laughs> oh bothering me." Because I went by myself to the hospital. I was like, "Nobody's bothering me. I'm just sitting here." It was great, <laughs> dude. I had, we had reservations at the restaurant next door to the urgent care, so. I walked in and I was there like two and a half, three hours earlier before the reservation to get my foot stitched up. So I went and it was not bleeding or anything crazy. It just was like this big meaty cut on the top of my foot. So I bandaged it up and everything. It was fine, but I'm waiting to get stitched. They're like, it's going to be a minute fucking 20 people in the waiting room. People are not really worried about COVID anymore. Like I'm the only person that's really still concerned about it. So I'm like, I don't want to wait in this. I was like, can I stand outside? They're like, sure. So I go stand outside. There's a stack of chairs outside of this restaurant. And I'm like, I have an idea. So I walk in, I was like, Hi, my name is Mac Carrick, and I'm gonna be here for the reservation tonight at barb at 730. They're like, Oh god, I was like, Can we please move that to outside? They're like, Yeah, no problem. I was like, also, can I ask you a favor? This is gonna sound weird, but I cut my foot open and I'm waiting. And as I said that, the girl physically took a step back from me. She could see I wasn't bleeding, but she physically took a step back. I was like, Don't worry, it's bandages, not bleeding, but I need to get stitches. And I'm just waiting outside. Can I please borrow one of your chairs outside? She was like, You're good. Go ahead.
0: Well, she was waiting for that other, you're like, I cut myself and I'm going to die here on your front porch. Yeah, like, Wait,
1: what? <laughs>
0: she's like, go to urgent care next then door. No, be no, the no, news. I am.
1: Then she'd be on the news and she'd like, well, first he asked to change the reservation.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he Which was I- still planning, on, he was still looking out for his family. I'm sure this is a guy who has life insurance. <laughs> oh man. So um, I got some time to watch some movies and I watched three movies and I'll just tell you what they are and we can talk about them as you wish. All right. Uh, I watched Gunpowder Milkshake. I watched Tenant, and I watched The Tomorrow War, and they were all very entertaining.
1: The first one, I don't even know that I know what that is. You say Gunpowder? Gunpowder Milkshake? Yes, it has Paul
0: Giamatti carried? I'm
1: assuming it's a cooking show made by like a survivalists. No, like Doomsday Preppers.
0: Um, it's got Paul Giamatti. It's got Karen Gillian in it. Um, and Pam Greer's in it. It's got a bunch of people in it. Is it it's old pretty... or new? Um. Wait, not Pam Greer. Angela Bassett. Oh, you said I Pam apologize. Greer. I apologize. I <laughs> I did not mean to, to. They they're both awesome, badass actors who have been in badass things. But the characters are very similar in how badass they are. Um. They the, the gunpowder milkshake. You remember the movie Shoot 'Em Up?
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. There was a lot of high five in the theater when we saw that one.
0: Um, this is like a female assassin version of shoot 'em up and there's a lot of high fiving in it. It was pretty cool. I, I really thought it was fun. Really well done. Um, very stylized, stupid stylized. Like there's a lot of stuff that you're like, yeah, right. But fuck it. Whatever. You're shooting guys in the face with a shotgun.
1: Who's the print? Who's the principal cat? Like who's that? Karen Gillian.
0: Um, she played the blue chick from Avengers movies,
1: (laughs) the blue robot chick. No, when you said the blue chick, I immediately thought fifth element. And I was like, oh, (laughs) glad to see she's still working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, she's like, cut into my stomach. Why? Because I ate rocks for dinner. So you got to pull one out of my stomach.
1: You know, in retrospect, she gave that, I mean, I don't know how her alien biology works, but she gave that entire opera with those four. Two liter soda bottle sized <laughs> clinking around in her stomach. Now I've eaten
0: enough P F Changs in my life to know what that feels like to have like a two liter bottle sized chunk inside of you. But <laughs> um, yeah, not of actual stones that have magic properties. Um, mm. But yeah, it's it's a super fun movie. Really stylized, lots of fun action, and just. Done well. Oh, um the 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 Circe from Game of Thrones is in it okay. too. She's cool. It, it's just all like badass women killing dudes. Paul Giamatti's in it, basically being Paul Giamatti. There's is he the same f- character from shoot 'em up? Not as evil. He's like as if he like retired and got this job. He's like an accountant for the bad guys now. But it's the same thing, like it's the same <laughs> world. Like everybody's got guns. It's a bunch of assassins, A bunch of like assassins doing same assassiny tone. things. Yeah. Okay. um crazy lights crazy action fun choreography It's good it's good it's worth checking out i mean it's not i mean i'm not like Whoa, go watch it right now but if you h- want to watch some people get shot and cool stylized action yeah sit down and do it it's cool right. kate hates I, the title though i kept trying to get kate to watch it and i was like gunpowder milkshake she's like i hate it based on the title i was like what? What? Why? And she's like, I don't, I don't know, it like the title, but like, cutesy. I wouldn't
1: not, I would not watch it based on that.
0: She she thought it was too cutesy. And I was like, well, what should we call it? <laughs> so anytime I tried to get her to watch it, which we never did, I had to watch it on my own. She called. Me, we were like, gunpowder poop shake or like, poop powder gun shake. <laughs> it I like that. Like, she's like,
1: gunpowder poop shake. I'd be more into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any
0: anything, but I think I think it was because I came up with those goofy ass titles because she was like anything but that. I was like.
1: <laughs> like, shake, anything you
0: say, <laughs> yeah, anything. I um, almost
1: yeah. pulled. Uh, I almost pulled the trigger on Guns Akimbo. Did you watch that yet? Yep.
0: Yeah, I saw Guns. I haven't Kimbo. seen
1: it. Is that worth watching? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's Dan It looks like, Dan like it's kind of the same idea. Cool. Yes. Um. More. More. Like reality television, video game violence. bound But like. Daniel Radcliffe, he's like, I did Harry Potter. I don't give a fuck. I got all that residual coming. Every time you see my face slapped on some shit with a little scar on it and some dopey ass glasses, I get money. So he's like, I'll do whatever I want. Hey, you want me to be in a movie where I'm a farting corpse? Done. (laughs) You want me to be in a movie where I have guns nailed to my hand? Like literally people are like, Daniel Radcliffe, you want to be in a movie? He's like, Nah, I'm kind of done. I'm getting paid. I don't really care. You have guns nailed to your hand the entire movie. Let's, let's try
1: it. Why? Not? It's almost like he's got. It's got to be some crazy ass premise where he's like, "Yeah, go on, yeah. okay." All
0: right, picture this: you have horns. Okay, okay. what's the movie called? Horns. <laughs> okay, do I do anything with these horns? No, but you become a demon. All right, let's try it. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> Did you see Swiss Army Man?
1: No, but I know. I know what it is, though. I, it's. I saw the trailer and shit
0: unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's one of the most amazing films I've ever seen because it's so fucking weird. It literally, like, you're reading it, you're like, Daniel Radcliffe has a farting corpse. Okay. And then you watch the movie, and not only is that that, he's a <laughs> farting corpse
1: whose dick
0: can tell, like, direction, like a compass. It's like, north, south, north,
1: south. Th-. That's, wait, wait a minute, though. That's not very exciting. Everyone's, does your dick not do that?
0: I mean... It points towards ice cream shops and it's like, <laughs> plus this ice cream shop this way.
1: And then but, you walk in, your dick like puts its hand on its chin and it's like, hmm,
0: hmm. Rocky I
1: road, guess I'll please. get a <laughs> medium gunpowder milkshake, please. And Kate's like, uh, <laughs> poop powder gun shake, please. Um, <laughs> Everybody stop and just imagine a dick in an ice cream store rubbing its chin, ordering. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Can I get rum raisin? No, 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 no. Mint chocolate chip. Mmm. Mm. Pralines and cream. Actually, let's get it I through. would think Scooper. it would be
1: a cream-based thing, right? Like I,
0: <laughs> I'm just going to need to get this all in the biggest waffle cone you have, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they like hold it out to the dick, and he goes, uh, actually, can you put that in a cup? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no hands. I love that a, a, a handless dick would be better off with a cup. Then a cone. Like the cup still needs to be somewhere, right?
0: Well, you can just set it on the floor, you can just like smash his little. Now
1: everybody imagine a dick. Now I'm imagining like the sculpture dick that that's in um clockwork orange. Like that keeps going down and up. Imagine that like eating an ice cream. <laughs> There are times where we fall so far off topic, but it's not how far we go, it's how fast. Like, we just took a 90-degree turn, like, without hitting the brakes at all.
0: And just how fast it descends into dicks. Like, (laughs)
1: like. I mean, I guess that's worth noting as well.
0: It's like, you know, they don't descend... I mean, we do descend fast into, like, Predator talks often half of our conversations like we were here to talk about the merits of Citizen Kane and suddenly we're talking about Predator. We can make a pretty fast Predator term, but I think like even faster than that, it's
1: like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so dumb? <laughs> it happens. Well, dicks like ice cream. What can we say? <laughs>
0: I hate mint chocolate chip, though, because every time I get a mint chocolate chip, if the chocolate chips aren't crushed up into the mint, it's just like bars of little pieces of chocolate. It's just like jammed up in your teeth. Terrible. Mm. Now imagine a dick with teeth.
1: (laughs) Is actually imagining a dick drinking a milkshake and being upset at how chopped up or not chopped up the chocolate chips were. Ooh, ooh, and I imagine it would talk like the the ass face people from South Park. There's th- th- some th- th- chips in here. <laughs> Paul Giamatti tuned in because
0: he's like, Oh, they're talking about my movie, <laughs> Gunpowder Poop Shake. <laughs> and then he's like, Oh, they're not talking about my movie at all.
1: <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe tuned in and was like, I would be in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a milkshake drinking dick for sure. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe as a dick <laughs> you've seen him as a magician I always say dude not even as a joke I always call Harry Potter a magician not a sorcerer or a wizard or whatever you've seen him as a wizard you've seen him as a corpse but have you ever seen Daniel Radcliffe be a dick and then it cuts to the dick <laughs> <laughs> with a little scar <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: can we get two cherries on top of that just for fun <laughs> Just for fun. no whip cream no whip cream <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Where are we gone? So I watched Tenant Academy Award winning <laughs> Tenant. Christopher okay. Nolan's like, finally, they're getting to my movie.
1: <laughs> also, points for a seamless transition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh It was great. I loved it. I it time yeah. like time travel. Yeah. Did you see it? No. It, here's the thing: a three hour movie is hard hard oh, to find damn, time. I didn't
1: realize it was three hours. Yeah, it's oh, like two hours Nolan and 58
0: minutes. Great three hours, man. I'm glad I watched it, but like, what time do you need to start a three-hour movie to be like, okay, I have this time in me. <laughs> like, I have to start that shit by six o'clock, seven o'clock. I, I, It's like at nine o'clock rolls around when I'm done doing work, or baby stuff, or like what I'm supposed to be doing, and then it's like, oh, man, if I pop this movie in now, it's gonna yep. be midnight. Right. And I'm even an if old I think man. I can stay
1: awake that yeah. long, even that's if that's gonna can st- kill me.
0: It's gonna kill me. So it's very hard to find time to be like three hours of a movie, here we go. And I don't like breaking it up.
1: Oh, so I, I agree. I, I can't if I it's a movie I want, like a movie you wanna watch. If it's yeah. a movie I don't care about or whatever, or I'm, you know, or something I'll put a shitty movie on while I'm doing you know, work. And just half-watching it. All the time. Whether I've seen it or not, if it's shitty, I don't really care.
0: We've been doing clown research, and I've had tons of clown movies just on in the background. You're like, oh, Mm -hmm. is that clown killing people? Cool. Oh, is that clown talking?
1: No, I'll watch that part. Yeah, it's the same thing as Godzilla. You're like, are those people talking? Okay, if there's dialogue, work, work, work.
0: Yep. Um, But Tenet was great, man. It's a time travel movie, and it's one of those time travel movies that worked really hard on its premise and how it did its version of time travel. And the movie folds in on itself and like there's people going backwards and people going forwards and there's all these moments where they revisit scenes earlier in the movie and you're like, wait, does that all line up? Did they really plan that out so that like they almost get hit by an ambulance and you're like, oh, watch out. Don't get hit by ambulance. But later they're driving the ambulance and you're like, it all fits together. That's some Bill
1: and Ted shit right there.
0: It is so Bill and Teddy. But like also I'm like, if I go back and rewatch this, this is going to fall apart because it's so intricate. Yeah. It's also very interesting because the main character, I know nothing about him after three hours. He's not a character. His Mm. name is protagonist. And it's like, okay, who is he? Doesn't matter. Because it's one of those great things where they're like, we're going to try and make a movie where the main character doesn't matter. Like, you just are there along for the ride with him. Um, You know he's a badass and he's like some special forces dude and he can handle himself in a gunfight. But like, who is he? We don't know. The only person we know about is this woman who he gets involved with to try and save her, help her future do, you know, save her and her kid.
1: But like... Cam Greer? No. Daniel Radcliffe?
0: No, I don't even know who she is. I didn't recognize her. I didn't pay attention. But <clears throat> it's very interesting. There's all these crazy things where they find these like, they call them turnstiles, and they're these like boost that you walk in one side and then pop out the other side and like everything's backwards so you're like bleh, bleh, zip, bleh, bleh, zip, bleh, zip 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 zip, zip cuz you've already <laughs> done it all and you're like wait what it's a mind fuck it's really cool there's an entire battle scene at the end where they send two army forces one army force has been backwardized and one army force is forwardized so they're going into battle fighting these other guys And a bunch of them are literally just running backwards and bullets are going into their guns. Buildings are like unexploding just to be picked up with a rocket launcher and then re-exploded. And you're like, what the, what the fuck? It's wild. It's wild.
1: It sounds good. And it's on my list. Oddly enough, so is um, Memento. I had a, a, like,
0: you ever have like a thing
1: where like something gets in your head and you're like, you know what? I'm going to re-watch or re-read or redo that. But then like the next couple days. Uh, having nothing to do with you, it keeps popping up. Like for me, the other day I was like, I should rewatch Memento. And I have a friend who I think would be into it, who likes that kind of movie, but has never seen it. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch that with her later. And then like later that day, someone else mentioned it. And then at night I happened to be scrolling through streaming. And it was like, you might also like Memento. And it's like, is the universe telling
0: me to do that? Or you, you better I'm watch here, Memento. Think that? Um, universe is telling you to get a tattoo, man.
1: For the, <laughs> for, Christopher Nolan, I feel like he's you a wake pretty... Up,
0: you wake up and you look at the tattoo and it says, don't go to this comic shop on Mondays."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to just be like, oh, about the shit, the movies that I wanted to watch. Watch Memento. And it's, crashed, it's scratched <laughs> off, but then the next list underneath, under that is Memento. Yeah. Um, I feel like Christopher Nolan, a lot of times people love to hate him or love to shit on his stuff after watching it. And it's like one of those like, oh, it's good, but it, it's good, but... You know, it's good, but it's too long, or it's good, but it's too deep, or it's good, but on the second viewing, like, uh, um, Inception, I felt like was that. I feel like everyone saw Inception, was like, that's great. But then Inception became like a real easy target to kick for a year or so after that. And I feel like that happens with Christopher Nolan sometimes. I know I do it with some of his Batman stuff. You like Christopher Nolan? I love Christopher Nolan, but I do too.
0: Batman to me is like his least.
1: My Agreed. least favorite of his. like, agree. Well, because it's pretty straightforward, right? It's There's and, nothing. It, they're, some yeah. of them are good. Some of them are okay. Some of them are bad, in my opinion. But, like, he didn't Knight do. Dark Knight incredible. A great it, Batman movie. It's great, but it didn't do anything. Like, there's nothing as a film that separates that. But, like, the movie well, you're talking about has backwards and Heath forwards. Heath Ledger,
0: Joker. That's it. Like, that, that's it. Sure. A, and a that's great, but that's stands a performance. Out. Right. If, if it, like, if it was a generic Joker performance, or even just a, uh, you know, let's just take out um, Heath Ledger and put in the exact performance, Jack Nicholson, just just lift him out of that movie and put him in this movie. It's still a good Batman movie. Sure, a sure. Solid, a solid 10 out of 10 Batman movie, which is so funny because it's like, I feel people like shit on it, but they're like, yeah, but the movie's still good. Like, like a bad Christopher Nolan movie, people hated Interstellar. And it's I like, agree. Yeah,
1: I thought, Interstellar I, got shit on a lot too. I, I
0: thought it was incredible. I think it's one of the most impressive, like, Space movies ever. Like, and that's hard to do. They, like, to be like, I'm going to take on 2001. Remember how we talk about, like, mm. if you're going to do an exorcism film? We've already seen
1: right. the exorcism. You got to do need. slightly different. He's right.
0: like, I'm going to do the space opera, like 2001. Like, yeah, but dude, 2001's been made. He's like, check me out. Interstellar is an incredible movie. A lot of people don't like it, and that's fine. A lot of people don't like 2001. That's fine. It is this heady, heady space opera, and it's very difficult to get into. Sure, yeah, yeah. But like, if you're into that sort of thing, and that movie speaks to you on like the level, I mean, I, I bawled at Interstellar.
1: Like, it. I liked it, but I didn't care. Mind. You know what I mean? I liked it, and I can acknowledge that it's good, but I didn't care. It's almost like like a steak. I don't really like steak, but if you gave me a shitty steak and a good steak, I could tell you the difference. But does that matter to me? Not in the least. And Interstellar specifically was like that. Inception, I liked a lot more. I I can see why people complain about it, but like, okay, it looks good. But like, did he do the prestige or is that Fincher? It's a good question. I A think bunch he, of like, people are yelling at us. Yeah, right better now. podcasters. Like, yeah, Paul Giamatti's like, never mind. If these fuckers don't do their research beforehand, <laughs>
0: the dicks looking up from his ice cream be like, you idiots. <laughs> you don't know shit.
1: And all of our listeners are like, yeah, they riffed on dicks for about 14 minutes, but they don't know who the fuck directed the pre- Christ- prestige. I believe it was Christopher it's Nolan. It's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I like those movies. When you think about those movies, like Inception, The Prestige, Interstellar, Memento, Inception. All of those have a thing that makes it not your usual movie, right? Um, and I like that. I like that. And I feel like you're right, bat the Batman movies don't have that. They're just a pretty straightforward movie. They're crafted well, they're acted well, they're directed well, they're shot yep. beautifully, and it's a good story, and it is a good it is a good quote unquote real life Batman. I like that aspect of it to a certain extent. But like they're just they're ho hum, I guess, compared to the rest of his catalog. But in general, yep. he's one of those directors that unless he did like a fucking Victorian ever and a Victorian era bullshit or like a love story, pretty much if he does anything outside of those, I'm going to watch it just because I respect his storytelling. You know, I'm like that with Stephen King. Like if Stephen King book gets a bad review, I might still read it just because I like his storytelling and I like to hear what he has to say, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, Kubrick is that kind of way. Like I love Kubrick. I love Kubrick, but is every one of his movies a slam dunk for me? Hell no. But I feel that way with Nolan too. Like I think they're they're genius filmmakers, but to me Nolan and Kubrick on this are quickly becoming on this same level where it's like I think they're genius. I think the stuff they're doing and the stuff they're putting out there is so incredible. Mm. And Kubrick's whole catalog, it's like is every one for me? No. Barry Lyndon sucks, but Barry Lyndon is beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree I agree. With, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I can and like if I watch Barry Lyndon, I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to like need to own it. I'm not going to want to buy it, but I can understand why it's good. I can understand why yeah. it's lauded by the people who like it. Um for sure. Every once in a while something in my life will happen and I'll be like, has that ever happened before in the history of existence? Mhm. Did anybody ever in the same conversation talk about a dick, like a, and in my my mind, it wasn't a regular sized dick. It was a person sized dick. A dick in an ice cream store in the same conversation as discussing the film cro- quality and, and credentials of Barry Lyndon. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like, there's no that conversation has never happened before, right? Like, ever.
0: No, 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 no. Never, ever has has the sway gone that far,
1: <laughs> <sighs> where like. Even if you just say Kubrick film like they even if you just said Kubrick film and Dick Talk probably never happened in the same thing.
0: And then Christopher Nolan's like, "Man, they compared me to Kubrick. I'm honored." And they also talked about things. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, "Mom, this podcast talked really nice about me. They compared me to Kubrick and like that I'm 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 a genius filmmaker." She's like, "Oh, I want to listen. I love supporting my little Chrissy Nolan." And he's like, "Yeah, um <laughs> probably shouldn't listen to these guys. They They also talked about um, ice cream. They talked about ice cream, and I don't want you to listen to ice cream talk. See, it's
1: funny because you and I are very much on the same page with a lot of things, but in my mind, I'm imagining a giant dick calling his mom. And they're like, Mom, Mom, I was on a podcast that they also talked about Christopher Nolan and Stanley (laughs) Kubrick.
0: And they said, I'm one of a kind. We've never talked about this. So (laughs) I'm in the conversation. I've made it to the table.
1: And (laughs) And then she's like, Richard, I always told you you were special. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Uh, well Uh, decent segue i actually have something to throw in about a special kid okay um late to the party as always i actually just read the first 12 13 issues of sweet tooth did you read that oh yeah um i read the first one didn't know all i knew about it was that cover just That it was a boy with antlers. I didn't know anything about it. I thought it was a little bit more, um, I don't want to say family friendly, but I thought it was more um, broad spanning than it it actually is. Mm -hmm. I did not know it was about an apocalypse or or post apocalypse, I should say. It's pretty good. Um, Jeff Lemire wrote it and drew it. And he's one of those guys that I've read a bunch of his stuff, but never like been in love with it. And he's done a lot of stuff independent he's done a lot or for smaller labels at least he's done a lot of stuff for marvel a lot of stuff for dc's a bit of it i've read a lot of it i haven't but nothing that i've ever been like oh i at least want to read that it's never like that this is really good i like his writing better than his art um if you guys haven't watched because now it's a netflix show right yeah it's and it's on right. It's out. The show is yeah, out. I,
0: yeah, I haven't seen it yet. But no, neither out. have I. Which is, doing, I was like, it's time. Doing well, getting getting good reviews. People and a buddy gave
1: good. me the trade, and I was like, oh, I'm traveling, and I'll I'll bring it with me. So I finally read it, and uh, it's about it. It takes place after this apocalypse happens, where and it, dude, there's a lot of pandemic COVID parallels. But this crazy virus spirals yeah. out of control, kills most people. Any kids that are born after a certain time are animal kid hybrids. And they don't mention, at least in the first 12 issues, they don't mention anything about the the, the the disease or the virus and how it's related to animals. There starts to be conjecture about what might have come first, the animal-kid hybrids and the disease. And essentially, this guy, Sweet Tooth, this kid, Sweet Tooth, is like a Nell character who lives in the forest with this old man who's his dad. And his old, the dad's like, don't ever go out. Don't ever, you, they'll catch you. if I die. And he's dying. The dad's dying. When I die, you got to stay in the forest. Got to stay in the forest. And essentially, and Jeff Lemire in the special features at the end of the book credits this. Did you read the story, Garth Ennis, Punisher, The End, where it's like the post-apocalyptic Punisher story? It's It's a cool enough story. I don't really like the art, but the story is fun. They specifically crafted this character to be essentially that Garth Ennis end of the world. Oh, sure. And he kind of is. He looks like him a little bit, but he also very much is. He's just like this ultimate badass who kind of saves Sweet Tooth as this boy with antlers. And uh, yeah. he's like, I'm going to take you to this preserve. And it's, right, 12 issues could have been condensed into six issues, I feel, pretty easily. But I like that he took his time to tell the story because it really does great character development. So it's interesting. Like I feel like whatever the, the show just started, but I've seen images from the show that I'm not up to 13 issues, 12 issues into the comic yet. So I'm imagining the show moves a lot faster than the book does, but it's pretty good character and world developing. I like it a lot. What did you think when you read it?
0: Uh, when I read it, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of like, uh, I, I I don't know. It's, it's it's like moody, a very moody piece. And mm. But I liked that they're putting forth a character that isn't like a superhero. He's sure. a badass. He's brave. He's certainly being brave, but he doesn't, doesn't necessarily want to. And I think a lot of times, like even Spider-Man who... I wouldn't say Spider-Man's a reluctant hero, but he's like I'm brave, I'm strong, I have these powers, and even though we identify them, but I feel like this is more of like an everyman like character. Like I'm just a kid, and I'm in a world that I'm not necessarily ready to handle. And from all the evidence around me, the world's not a nice place. And like the guy who took care of me, my essentially my dad, was he his dad?
1: Well, s- spoiler alert: where I am in twelve issues, and this is there's a couple spoilers here, but. The the Punisher kind of character who say he saves him from some hunters and some some ravager kind of guys mm-hmm. and he keeps saying he's bringing him to this preserve and he does a couple things where he saves uh, Sweet Tooth then they get to this thing it's not a preserve it's like a fortified camp and they're gonna experiment on Sweet Tooth so he fucking double crossed him mm-hmm. and he they're like here's your payment and they toss the pred- the Punisher guy a an orange duffel bag. And he walks away with the duffel bag and the story follows him while checking in with Sweet Tooth, but we don't really hear much from Sweet Tooth. Um, the guy's wife's skeleton ends up being in it because of the, for a couple issues, it follows flashbacks of him and his wife about this wife who likes, you know, she was like the unforgiven wife. Like she saved him from the brink of being this terrible man. And then when the apocalypse happened, he, his terrible madness is what saved them for so long. She, he, she eventually gets taken to this camp because she's pregnant. So they're going to experiment on her and her baby. It's implied heavily right now that the punisher guy is sweet tooth's father. And that that mm. guy, the, the, his father was not his real father. They also is revealed like pretty tour, pretty much close to the end of that 12 issue span that, um, very early. They say that sweet tooth was born before the virus happened, but everybody's like, that can't be because all the weird kids are born at the virus. So they think he's confused. And they say it like every goddamn issue. When he gets dropped off at this fortified, not really preserved, but this institute to experiment, they realize he doesn't have a belly button. So they don't think he was born. They think he was created. And then they start to think in the last two issues or so that I read very heavily that he is somehow responsible or tied to the beginning of this virus or this this apocalyptic event because all the other kids were absolutely born after the virus. He might have been somehow created beforehand.
0: I hate temporal excuses. It's one of the it's one of the dumbest things to happen to humanity where we're like, that can't be because I remember time. <laughs> Human beings don't remember time correctly, period. The only we're so fucking stupid. People who live in California have a tough time placing like time in its own in in the right order because seasons don't seem to appear. People who live in places where seasons happen have a better memory of time than people who don't. But even they don't have a good memory of time. I remember it happened because it was this Christmas. Well, was grandma alive at that Christmas? Wait. Oh, no. Like if you start dissecting something you remember because of a time thing, mm-hmm. like something it happened because it was right around this Halloween. If you start actually dissecting that, you're going to be like, "Oh, I don't remember shit. What the what?" Like Time and it's one of those things that human beings claw to. Mm-hmm. Well, that couldn't have happened because of time. And it's like, yeah, but what if you're wrong? If there's it, like, just explore it a little bit, and you'll find out the truth. And and that is something that would drive me nuts in a comic book. If they're like, well, that couldn't happen because time this and time that. And it's like, yeah, but 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 it obviously did happen. So you're gonna have to figure it out. Like, it. Ugh, that drives me nuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it. But this is by years. Essentially, they're saying the virus has been around for seven years. He says, Dad told me I was nine years old. So it's like a year. It's not like a season thing, but... Well,
0: that can't happen. You're like, okay, well, it is or it isn't.
1: So... Well, that's the thing. is like, everything in this book, they take three or four issues to explore. So yeah. two or three issues is this doctor saying, you don't have a belly button. You must have been created. And then that's like, the doctor in his in his uh, like recorder, he must have been created because this, this is a time thing. And then they're like, Oh, he doesn't have a belly button. He must have been created. Oh, I don't think that dad was his real dad. Let's hypnotize him. And they hypnotize him and they look back and they're like, here's the thing that makes it look like his dad is not his real dad, but not any like mm. you are like that all could have been one issue worth of information. It's just
0: I, I read the first issue and liked it, but everything you're telling me says I don't need to read the rest
1: of the you book. Know I'll is. just
0: watch the Netflix show. You
1: know, <laughs> from when we lived together, when I read comics, it's usually like comic reading time. I want there to be nice light. I want yep. to be left alone. I want to like I want to be able to read like how I would concentrate on a movie. This was not that for me. The art is not super super detailed. It's not super neat. So and the story, like I said, is pretty digestible because you could read 7 pages and it really could be told in 2 or 3 pages in my opinion. So I read the book pretty fast just, you know, almost like the equivalent of doing work while watching a movie where you're like, okay, I can keep up with this. So my brain wasn't all the way in and I was like flying through it pretty fast. Um, It's fun. I like it so far. I'm interested enough to see where it goes. I don't know if I'm, I don't like, honestly, I was like, should I buy the rest of it and see how the next couple volumes go? And I was like, if it's on sale, I'll grab it. Otherwise I don't.
0: I've stopped doing that. I've, I've literally like, I'll buy a, I'll buy a trade and read it. And if I like it, great, but I don't feel like, it needs to. It's like watching a TV show. It needs to really grab me to keep me going. So like, for you to buy it. Yeah. Department of Truth, I keep wanting to read. I want yeah, to read yeah, more yeah. of that. But, like, I'll buy a trade if I know it's becoming a TV show or something just to get the flavor and see where mm-hmm. it's at and see if it's worth checking out. Like, yeah, yeah. why the last man was that for me? Because it was like, somebody was like, oh, it's really good. And I was like, I'll read the first issue and see. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So, I read more of it. And it was like, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't need to consume it all to. Like it or respect it, or to be interested in it, or to get enough knowledge. That's to not have a what the internet
1: says. Yeah, fuck them. Social media so, says you need to know everything about everything to be able to say you like something.
0: Yeah, right. Um We don't have a ton of time left, but I want to briefly touch on the Tomorrow War because I watched it and it was good. Uh, do you need Chris to do Pratt that movie today tomorrow. <laughs> Or was it yesterday? Whatever. It was in the past.
1: <laughs> oh, I hate temporal shit. <laughs> uh,
0: it was around Christmas, and I remember this.
1: was dog. <laughs> was grandma life?
0: He got into the cookies, <laughs> got into the Christmas cookies, and smelled like cinnamon. <laughs> um, so, Tomorrow War, it's Chris Pratt movie. Um, he's like some, sci- he's an ex-military guy. He's a scientist now. And they're watching TV, and these people from the future show up. And they're like, hey, in the future, humanity's doomed because these aliens show up, and they fucking kill everyone everybody it's brutal and they're like okay what do we do and they're like send people to the future through our wormhole and fight the aliens and they're like okay and they send all the military and they all get killed and then they're like send people who are sort of military and they all get killed and then they're like now we're just scooping up civilians off the street throwing them through a wormhole and expecting them <laughs> to fight and you're like this seems like a bad idea they scoop up chris pratt they shoot him through the wormhole he shows up and it's immediately like omaha beach just like Everybody's dying. The aliens, the aliens are fucking awesome. Great VFX, great practical effects. Really awesome aliens are so these giant, like white, they call them the white spikes, white monsters with like four, you know, two arms, two legs, and then like little arms and legs sticking off of them. These giant two tentacles that shoot spikes like a machine gun, do, 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 Killing people left and right. It's brutal. They're ripping people in half. They're eating them. They're biting their heads off. Fucking gnarly. And he's trying to, like, figure some shit out. He meets this this commander or corporal or some some military woman who's in charge. And he's like, are you my daughter? And she's like, yeah, Dad, but I hate you. i <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> All right. But it's still cool. Like, there's a bunch of stupid shit happening. But it's still fucking cool because the violence is awesome and the VFX are awesome and everything. So it's like, it's fucking intense. So then they're figuring it out. And you're like, I'm on board. I'm on board. And then they're like, hey, third act of the movie. We've never seen a time travel movie before. And you're like, yeah, but your audience has. So I'm screaming at the TV. I'm like, <laughs> so they're trying to figure out how to build this poison, right? And the poison will stop the aliens. And I'm like, just just go build the poison in the past. Just take the poison and build in the past. Build it in the past and stop them before this happens. But they're like, no, oh, how will we ever figure this out? We need to stop it now. I'm like, why? The world's destroyed. Why save this world? You have a time machine, dildos. Hop in the past, fix that shit. Then don't even worry about the future. What's I it's so it, like, like,
1: if you have the power of time and you're in a, an invasion, why would you not send all of your knowledge and army back, back? to the day before the invasion? Right.
0: Yeah, we're all, yeah, well, because they oh, we can't figure out when it happened. They just appeared and it happened so fast.
1: Just okay. As a quick aside, that's how this entire vacation I just got back from was planned. It was like, let's do it this way. And I was like, why wouldn't we do step one first? And they're like, ah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, like the house is on fire and my foot was bleeding. And I was like, <sighs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that basically,
1: send more people through the wormhole.
0: Their house is on fire, their feet, feet are bleeding, we see this awesome last stand, amazing last stand of humanity, like every last person died, the last person on earth dying, like everybody's like, ah, all these just being swarmed by monsters, Chris Pratt gets evaporated back in time, and he's like, I have the poison, and the government's like, yeah, but everybody in the future's dead, so who cares? <laughs>
1: If you guys aren't watching the YouTube, you need to watch the YouTube for faces like what Rumi just made.
0: Who they're like, we the world's over. Who gives a shit? And he's like, well, we can find the aliens and stop them with this poison. How will we ever do that? <laughs> so Chris Pratt goes to one of his students, who's like a high school kid, and the high school kids like, how would an alien land on Earth without being detected? And they're like, hmm because they're already here (gasps) how could they already be here and it's like one of two options buried in the earth or they're in a glacier i'm screaming at the tv and then finally (laughs) in the last 15 minutes they go oh my god they're in a glacier so as the glacier melted because of global warming the aliens came out and they killed everybody so if we go up and find a glacier and inject them with the poison that we mass produced from the future then we can save the world. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we came to the same conclusion. You're just so fucking slow, movie. You were worrying me there. Like you I needed. In-
1: you needed to go back into the past and tell yeah. the people in the movie to get their shit together and get going.
0: I needed to go back in the past and be like, Aaron, you're gonna watch this movie and <laughs> around the third act. You're gonna be so mad at the movie for being stupid, but they're gonna figure it out. Don't worry, bro. And I was like, okay. So then they go and they enact this plan, and it's great. They did a good job. They they killed it. Good job, guys.
1: Did you hear they were already working on it? It's an Amazon, right? Yeah. They're already working on a sequel. You know that, right? Really? Yeah. It's told from the alien, the spike aliens' perspective. Yeah. So it's like they keep going back in time and be like, oh, you guys got to come. We're just fucking killing humans. They're just grabbing civilians off the street. They're just like, no, come on. They get thrown into Omaha Beach, but it's the fun side of Omaha Beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think it's one of the. And then the whole time you're like, why did you send one person to the future at all? Why didn't you just be like, no, 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 guys, guys, guys? I, I get what you're trying to do. How about you guys just send your shit back here, and we'll just figure it out. We have plenty of time. There's no aliens. Right, yeah. It's quiet. <laughs> just send everybody back here. it will be fine. It's
1: quiet.
0: Yeah. Let let the aliens have the future. We'll worry. That's that's a tomorrow us problem. Tomorrow
1: <laughs> war us problem. So Doesn't what matter. happens when it's now, right? Like, or maybe even a year ago is even better. So we got Trump yeah. as president. Oh. Whether you like him or not all of that was controversial and there was a lot going on there was a worldwide Speaking pandemic killing ice
0: cream eating dicks
1: <laughs> what would happen if during all of that someone came back in time was like uh i know you have a lot on your plate but mm. aliens are coming can you guys start getting your shit together to fight aliens or make a poison or however we're going to do this but I, I
0: feel like that did happen i feel like people are like hey Guys, over there, across the sea, I know it's really far away, but that's still on our planet. <laughs> There's a pandemic happening, and lots and lots of people are dying. And America was like, pow, 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 pickity, pow pow, woo! USA,
1: USA, cheeseburgers! Ah! <laughs> I don't want to get political, but I can definitely see certain leaders that we've had in the last couple of years being like, that's a tomorrow problem for yeah, tomorrow people. <laughs>
0: It's only affecting democratic yeah. cities. Eat balls <laughs> yeah.
1: tomorrow. Huh. Tomorrow, Donald will worry about that.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Although, a-
1: how cool yeah. if he could go into the future and save it by killing aliens? And he says, <laughs> "You fired," and then kills the last alien of their Oh, that'd be cool. I'd watch that. <laughs> And then he goes back in
0: time and he's like walking through uh, the New York hotel and runs into Macaulay Culkin. And that's like, it's like, it's part of the time travel <laughs> oh, barf. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it's a good movie. It's, it's worth watching, but yeah, they are stupid. Cause it's like, we've never seen a time travel movie before. We don't know how that shit works. So done. <laughs> um, watch all of them. All right, well, <sighs> watch tenant, watch tenant if you can, cause that's the best out of them. But um, I would watch Gunpowder Milkshake before I watched Tomorrow War. But Tomorrow War has such a good creature. Again, I'm a big fan of good See, creature it, design. the
1: people who talked to me about Tomorrow War said, because I haven't seen it yet, they've said, it's brutal until it's not. Everybody seems to agree that the third act is ridiculously frustrating and does not have the punch that some of the earlier stuff did. But they do seem like it had. it's one of those movies that like, maybe the overall experience isn't worth it or memorable, but there are pieces of that movie that are really worth watching. It sounds like to you you're saying the action and the creatures.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, and and just watching the first 45 minutes for the action and creature, it takes a minute to get there. Not a huge minute, but a little
1: bit of time. I have all the time cool. I need because I can go fucking back in time, fourth in time it's no problem.
0: Yeah, the tomorrow movie watching more.
1: <laughs> the movie moving slow sounds like a future Matt problem. I don't really need to worry about that right now.
0: Um, Unfortunately, I got to wrap up so I can go to the airport and pick up my wife and kid, but... um. Rumi, any other quick recommendations?
1: Cobra Kai. I want to do an episode. I want to do an episode with you called "Late to the Party," where we talk about things that we have just recently done. Hey that guys, I just, else, saw, yeah. I
0: just saw. a tenant. I just saw Tenant. I know. Did that's you guys been out for see years. that
1: show called Breaking Bad? Like, oh I'm, my god! Because I'm late to every goddamn party. Some parties more than others, but like, I think yeah. that would be a well, fun thing to talk about. You know what,
0: Matt? We're not late to the party. We just show up to the party when it's about to get going.
1: I wait until future me comes back and tells me the party's (laughs) worth going to. (laughs) Yeah, no, Cobra Kai is on my list, but I want to go into that more later. So,
0: very cool. All right, guys, tell us what you've been watching. Hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Check us out on YouTube where you can see our funny faces where I'm like blah, 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 waving my hands around, being a goofball. Uh, Like I said, big shout-out to Josh Stringer, man. That guy took some amazing pictures. If you're anywhere in the area and you need headshots. If you're an actor, if you need pictures, if you are a cosplayer and you need pictures, hit this guy up. Uh, you can check him out film string on Instagram and his social media, but an incredible photographer really appreciate the pictures he took of me. And, uh, we'll, we'll be dropping some more Freddy pictures showing off the cool cosplay that I did. Uh, super awesome. So big,
1: Big shout out to Josh. Thank Don't you. worry. If you're a douche with a man bun, he, can, he specializes in that. He
0: he, he, he can make it look his awesome. Best. He'll make it look he'll awesome. It,
1: uh, not awesome, but he'll do his best. <laughs> <laughs> I think it
0: worked out pretty damn well. All right, Rumi, let's blast this thing off. All right, we're the Rocketeers, and we are out.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two. One, two, all engines running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff.